Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming lunar eclipse on May 5th, 2023. Before we get started, please remember that on this podcast, we use the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. And to learn more about these two systems of astrology and how they may differ, how they may be similar, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology now, and there will be a podcast embedded there along with other playlists available. If you're wanting to learn more about the houses, the signs, the nakshatras, there are different interviews, uh, interview playlists I have. So those will be available for you as well. So I am sitting in my office. It's an unbelievably gorgeous day. I've had a really amazing day so far. I woke up, I went to the rock gym and I worked out for a while. I went on a run with my dog, had some clients today, and now I'm getting to record this. And later, I'm so excited. <laughs> later, I get to go see Trevor Hall in concert. I don't know if y'all are familiar with him. If you're not, this is like what we do here. Like, if you're interested in astrology or mysticism, spirituality, Sanantana Dharma, Trevor Hall, his music is like steeped in this type of philosophy. And it's just, it's such beautiful music. I've been such a fan for so long. I've seen, I've seen him in concert once before and I'm just so excited. So anyway, today's a good day and I get to sit here and talk about lunar eclipses. So I hope that you all are feeling as vibrant and optimistic. Though I will say I've gotten a lot of feedback from people saying that they've felt emotional, they've felt turbulent, things have felt just a little bit off or intense. And I did, like a few days ago, I definitely had kind of like an ex golly, I mean, I'm like getting tongue tied. It was just like a super intense experience. I got very emotional, very triggered in a way that I haven't been in a really long time. And I do think it's because we are in the middle of eclipse season. So if you are feeling off, if there are experiences that are a little bit more triggering for you, if you're feeling a little bit more on edge, makes a lot of sense. And also there can be these bigger events happening now. I was talking to a client earlier today she had had this really amazing experience with a teacher. And I was like, it's not surprising that it's happening now in eclipse season. For some of us, there are going to be opportunities. There are going to be crossroads. People may come into our life. Events may happen. There are these karmic experiences that change our path, that change our trajectory, rather it be in the material sense or in a mental sense. There could be a move, there could be a job change, there could be a relationship, but there could also be a change in how we perceive things that shapes our reality. And those can sometimes be even more profound than a material change because when we change the way that we perceive reality, our entire life really does change too. So be on the lookout for these things. Again, if you are feeling a little tender or sensitive, you're in good company, a lot of people tend to feel sensitive in eclipse season. And so just to clarify, eclipse season is when we're in between eclipses. So we had a solar eclipse on April 20th between the 19th and 20th, and now we're preparing to have our lunar eclipse on May 5th. So 
makes a, makes a lot of sense. And so this lunar eclipse is actually a very potent and almost auspicious event in my opinion. And so remember that eclipses are typically seen as inauspicious. Eclipses are usually seen as challenging periods of time. The story of eclipses in Vedic astrology is that there is this battle between the karmic nodes of Rahu and Ketu and the luminaries of the sun and the moon. And so when we have an eclipse, Rahu is trying to swallow the sun, right? So with that being said, there is this underlying notion that it's an inauspicious, not lucky time. And we know that Rahu and Ketu are incredibly karmic in nature, and this is why we're more prone to having these life-shaping karmic experiences now, potentially. This eclipse is actually a pretty small eclipse. It's not a total eclipse. It is a little bit more of a dainty eclipse, for lack of better phrasing. And so it's not going to be as turbulent or as intense as an eclipse could be. For those of us who are running a moon dasha, rather it be a maha dasha or a bukti, those of us who are cancer ascendant, cancer moons, yes, we are going to be more likely to feel the eclipse because it is a lunar eclipse. So it is having this direct impact on the moon. But for the vast majority of us, this eclipse, I feel like, is is not going to be nearly as intense. And during a lunar eclipse, astronomically, it's as if we were having a full moon. But because Rahu and Ketu are involved, it becomes an eclipse. But usually, during a full moon, this is a time of releasing, of letting go, of shedding layers. And when we have a full moon... In Vishaka Nakshatra, okay? So this eclipse is occurring between the signs of Libra and Aries. It's about the other intimacy relationships and the sense of self, the sense of individual identity. And in Vedic astrology, we take a little bit of a deeper look at the nakshatras. The moon is going to be in the nakshatra of Vishaka, which is this strong energy. It's associated to being a warrior. It's associated to victory and valor. Indra Agni is the deity. But when we have, and it's ruled by Jupiter, I should say too, so it has this really amazing philosophical component. But when we have a full moon in Vishaka, this marks Narasringha Jayanti. And I remember talking about this last year. And so sometimes Narasimha could be pronounced Narasimha. And this is the half lion, half man who incarnated to destroy evil forces on earth, to reveal the truth. And so in Sanantana Dharma, if one is having a lot of issues with health, with debt, uh, issues with others, with law, or even if someone is wanting to fulfill some type of intention, they will call on 
Narasimha or Narasringha. And I can't stress enough, Narasringha is the deity of valor and bravery and courageousness. If you look at depictions of Narasringha, it's this lion who's just tearing apart the evil destructive forces of the world. And so the most indestructible. And so I was really thinking about that energy during an eclipse and also during the full moon. And so I was thinking, wow, what a better time to really release and let go. So if there has been a negative habit, especially if it impacts your health and wellness, or if it impacts your relationships, this could be a time to really feel into that power and release and let go. It could also be a time of releasing physical things around the house that have some sort of energetic cord. But this could also be a really special time of setting a really sweet intention for healing and support because Narasringha can be called on again to heal and to support these miracles of healing and growing. So if there is anything in your life that's coming to mind, it could be something really sweet to be focusing on around this period. And I feel really fortunate. I'm actually going to be in an ashram at this time. I'm going to see my teacher in the ashram and we're going to have a 24 hour fire ceremony or a yagya for Narasimha Jayanti. And so that's going to be really exciting. I'm really excited to go. I do think that it will be intense for me. You guys know I am a cancer rising. And so lunar eclipses always impact me a little bit more as with all other cancers. Um, but I think it's going to be really cleansing and really amazing. And I certainly plan on in my own world, you know, having these certain ways of approaching things or some negative narratives, negative patterns of thought that I plan to surrender and kind of allow Narasimha to take care of, so to speak. But a little bit more about the eclipse is that it is a lunar eclipse and the moon affects the mind and the emotions and how we feel. It also has this association to the mother. It also has an association to the homeland, right? Because the moon rules cancer and cancer is the sign of the homeland. And so while the moon is being eclipsed, though, this is a really, I want to stress this. This is a small eclipse. It's not like a huge total eclipse, but there could be emotional turbulence. There could be sensitivity. And so with this, in addition to Mercury retrograde, this is a very important time to take care of conversations, interactions, how we're dealing with other people. We're more likely to have challenging conversations on accident, to say things we didn't mean to say, to be misinterpreted. So tread very lightly and carefully and really take care of yourself emotionally and take care of other people too. It's just a time to have a lot more compassion. And I do think that this will be more of an intense time globally. Of course, with this recent solar eclipse, I posted about this on Instagram. So many of the predictions came to fruition. We were having new information come out about medical technology. We were having matters around teachers coming out, media frenzy, so to speak, over the Trump situation. So if you're interested, it's inner, or excuse me, that's my website. It's astrology now underscore podcast on Instagram. I created a little slide of all of the things happening around the solar eclipse. And I do think that the solar eclipse was a little bit more intense than this lunar eclipse is going to be, but still 
I think that there will be this continuation of heat in the world around us, violence potentially. We're still having this stellium in Aries. And so it's still a time to be extra mindful. Mercury is still retrograding, so we can anticipate travel delays or issues with traveling. Definitely, we're going to continue to see things coming out about medical research and reproduction, right? We've been talking about this for forever. Mercury is retrograding in Barney, which is associated to the female reproductive organ. So we're seeing this become more prevalent in the news. And aliens, you know, the Pentagon released, I'm always, I don't know, I'm skeptical about everything, but they're saying that they've been following these different alien cases. And so we're seeing all of this interesting thing come up, of course, right during eclipse season. And so that being said, a continuation on these types of things is very likely. And because the eclipse is in Vishaka, and Vishaka is about success and victory and valor, in our own personal lives, it's a great time to focus on that, to focus on our own success, our own achievements. What makes us feel more confident and more brave and really prioritizing that sense of confidence and bravery. What people make us feel more confident? What situations make us feel more confident? Where do we excel? And really Dharma, right? Dharma is the way that I like to think about it is it's what we're naturally gifted with, what comes easily to us and how we can serve the greater collective. Because Dharma is really about serving the greater collective, um, falling in alignment with universal timing, the way my teacher describes it is falling in alignment with divine will. And so it's a combination of where we are right now in life, what we're naturally good at, what we enjoy, and how we can serve others. And so feeling confident in that and resting assured that what is being handed to us in life is absolutely meant for us, really trusting the timing of our life and feeling confident in the timing of our life. And so I did want to speak a little bit to confidence for a moment. Um, me and my friend, I have this really sweet friend who's actually going with me to the concert tonight. And he and I have been friends for years and we actually started hanging out again recently, like right before really intense things happened to both of us. It was wild timing. He's like, do you want to take a walk? And I was like, sure. And we took this walk. And then like two days later, both of our lives totally <laughs> shifted, but we reconnected at this really sweet time so that we could be support systems for one another. I truly trust in the timing of these things. And we were talking about our philosophical beliefs around things. And I was sharing with him how I managed to stay relatively calm. I definitely spin out. I definitely get triggered just like everybody on the planet, but I'm pretty good at staying even keeled a lot of the time and how I do that or what I try to think about is the timing of life. And when I rest into the timing of my life, I feel so much more confident. I feel so much more relaxed and this can be applied to so many different things. Okay. When I'm trusting the timing of my life, I'm also trusting in what I perceive as the divine. And so when I was younger, I was raised in a Christian school and they'd always say God's will. And that at the time I was kind of like, what? God's will. And then I kind of went 
agnostic for a while as younger people kind of do. And then I kind of made this full circle back to this place where I'm like, yeah, God's will. Like that makes so much sense. But I know for some of you listening, that may not feel right. And so it could be God's will. It could be Krishna's will. It could be universal timing, universal flow, your karma, you know, kind of, there's so many different ways to perceive it. But when I think that everything in my life in this moment was perfectly set up for me, anything that is not in my life at this moment is not supposed to be right now, right? Like if there's a relationship that I really want, it's just not materializing. It's because it's not meant for me in this moment. But what is coming to me? Is it clients? Is it ease with work? Is it connection? Is it friendships? When I rest in that timing, I'm like, okay, I can be fully present with what is in front of me. And that's that dharmic attribute, right? When we can really be with the present moment, we can really see what's being handed to us and we can work with it to the best of our ability and really seize it. And so again, coming back to that will of the universe, it's totally transformed everything for me and how I view things and engage with the world. If it's like a job, if I don't get a job opportunity, if there's something that I'm really wanting to happen and maybe it doesn't, it's like, okay, that wasn't for me this time. Maybe there's something else on the horizon. What is in front of me for me to pour my energy, time, resources, love into so that it grows? And so all of us have this beautiful timing set up just for us. And hopefully this makes sense to someone out there. Hopefully it can help you feel that sense of alleviation and that sense of confidence that you are exactly where you need to be. The people in your life are the exact people who are meant to be in your life. If things are meant to be, it will be rather it's now or in five years. But what is happening in front of your face in this moment is the Dharma, right? It's not forcing something, trying to force something to happen because we can't force destiny. Destiny is aligned for us. We can't force something to happen. And I'm not saying to be complacent. I think that we should all be in our passion and, and moving with what excites us and really going for what we want to create. But there reaches a point where we can't force it. It makes us miserable, you know? Again, what happens when we kind of rest into that divine timing, we stop worrying. We stop having angst. We stop having this sense of longing. We can feel completely at peace and, and at ease with what is. And this honestly has been very transformative. I posted about my, I posted about this very topic on my personal Instagram. It also relates to other people. Like when I was younger, I was so bad about this. I was so bad about this, especially with relationships. I know I talk about relationships a lot. You all know that I'm like a relationship person, but it would be like, I'd be in this relationship and then we'd break up. And then I would obsess over what this person was doing, who they were dating, what they were doing for work, you know? And I'd be like, oh man, like they're going to be so successful now. And I'm not with them or they're going to date someone who's more beautiful than me. And like, whatever I'd lament. And with this mindset, with this mindset of relaxing into timing, it's like these people are on their own karmic journeys that are in their own set of destiny. There is absolutely nothing 
that I can do to change that. No amount of worry, concern, obsession, time is ever going to have an impact. And so fortunately, through time and practice, I can feel like, you know, I can release that. I can let it go. I don't feel that need much, you know. I would be lying if I said that never, ever, ever happens, <laughs> but I come back to this thought and it helps it like dissipate. But, um, when it comes to other people, relationship is an example, but it could also be someone in the workplace. If someone gets an opportunity that we wanted, or if we're competing with someone else, or if there's someone else in your field, like at a different company that, that we're competing with, it's like, there is this natural need to be competitive. There is this natural need to have that top us and have that fire and have that drive to fulfill our dharma, right? If competition is presenting itself and it's part of our mission, then yes, we need to rise to the occasion. But the outcome of that, we need to release the outcome of that to this divine timing I'm referring to. All of the people that we know in our life Rather, we love them, or if they irritate us, or if they're competitors, or whatever, they are all on their own karmic path and destiny. We have no control over that. And so it's so much better to release, to let go, to redirect our focus back to ourselves, what is in front of our face, what we're being given to focus on, so that we can live in alignment with our dharma and live to our fullest potential. We are losing potential when we waste our resources obsessing over someone else that we can't control. When we come back to our own life and pour that same energy into what we can do and create and manage, that is when we start living in alignment with that will. So I hope that that was helpful. Um, again, this mindset is profound for me. This is exactly how I stay sane most of the time. Um, and it, it boils down to just having this really deep, profound trust in divine power. And then just really quick, I know I've been going on about this for a while. Just one more thing. People will ask me, well, how do you know? How do you trust it? And I say, I trust it because of astrology. I know for a fact that astrology works. I've been doing this long enough to know without a shadow of a doubt that this works. And astrology is a limb of the Vedas. It wouldn't even exist if there was no path of self-realization. The path of self-realization assumes that there is this higher power. And because I've seen over and over and over again, astrology, divine timing with the Dasha systems and transits and things happening, I know that we're all on our own path. And so I can rest into that. So I know a lot of you probably have already thought about this and come to these conclusions and rested into it. Hopefully it's a reminder for all of you. And if this is a new concept, hopefully you do find it helpful. But coming back to this lunar eclipse in Vishaka is that we can become that hero of our own life. We can become that sense of ease and sense of silent power, silent strength by simply focusing on our own dharma. And we can have a world of change in doing so. And so globally, again, to come back to our astrological significance, globally, again, I do think that we still need to be mindful of 
rules and regulations being considered. I think that there's a lot with policy happening. I know that, um, when it comes to children and protecting children, when it comes to gun laws and firearms, weaponry, I do think that this will continue to be a topic and it may be something that kind of resurfaces around the lunar eclipse. And also in our own personal lives, Jupiter and Rahu are increasingly coming together. So wherever Jupiter and Rahu are conjoining for you, we may begin to feel that effect a little bit more. And I did individual horoscopes for each of the 12 signs on my Jupiter and Aries podcast, if you're interested in that. So Mars and Venus are going to be conjoined in Gemini. This is a very significant combination because both of these planets are karma control planets. Karma control planets are the planets ruling wherever Rahu and Ketu are. So Rahu is in Aries right now. Aries is ruled by Mars. Uh, Ketu is in Libra right now. Libra is ruled by Venus. These two planets coming together in Gemini can have this very karmic effect. And so for the United States and the chart that I use for the United States, this combination is happening in the seventh house of relationship, connection, alliances, professional relationship. So this should definitely be an area of interest in terms of global alliances, global relationships. There could be something coming up here. I do also think that this is going to spur passion and a lot of energy. It may make diplomacy a little bit more difficult during this period. We're seeing a lot of conflict around the world. This is a pretty hot time. We've been talking about that, right? We've been talking about that it could be violent, that it could be aggressive. I do foresee that continuing uh, through this second eclipse that we're having. In our own personal life, wherever Venus and Mars are transiting, that could bring something karmic to the surface. So for Cancer, Moon, Cancer rising, this could bring up something from the past, something in the subconscious mind, something to do with your home or business in some way. And on Patreon, I did horoscopes for each of the 12 signs talking about where this combination is. So if you're interested, it's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast, but that's something to watch. So notice your birth chart, notice where Gemini is. That's the house where different karmic matters may be arising for you now. So this is really what I have for the lunar eclipse. I am going to go through and just briefly discuss for the 12 signs areas of life that it may influence. And again, this is very brief. I go into much more detail on Patreon if you're interested. For those of you, and we want to do horoscopes from the moon and the ascendant. So make sure and listen for your moon sign and your ascendant sign. For Aries moon, Aries ascendant, this is affecting the house of relationships. So there could be something coming up from the past involving relationships. This should also be a period where you are a little bit extra mindful with home, land, and real estate and your sense of identity, you know, finding a balance between your sense of self and relationship, really feeling empowered in yourself in relationship. For Taurus moon, Taurus ascendant, this is a time to be extra mindful of health and wellness. This is a time where you may be focusing more on overcoming debt, really paying attention to potential unexpected expenses. Also, there could be like competition on the mind or a lot of activity in the workplace. Make sure that you're really working to balance work and life. Be mindful of quote unquote hidden enemies, um, people sending you phishing links or trying to scam you in some way. 
If you are a Gemini moon or a Gemini ascendant, this lunar eclipse is affecting your house of creativity and expression, but also your house of children. So do be extra mindful with children around this period of time and be ready for some interesting potential creative breakthroughs, as well as friends, colleagues, network circles. You could potentially get an opportunity around this time, though friends could need more support as well. If you are a Cancer moon or a Cancer ascendant, this lunar eclipse Again, it's especially going to affect you because you're a cancer, but it could be home, land, real estate, property, the relationship with the mother, your relationship with inner stability. Be very gentle and mindful with yourself at this time. Also be mindful with your home and vehicles. There could be some sort of repair that needs to be made or something that needs extra attention. There is still a lot happening for you in regards to work and business. So Keep that in the back of your mind. This is a pretty powerful time for you to have some changes in regards to these areas. If you're a Leo moon or a Leo ascendant, there could be something coming up with the sibling around this time, the father, maybe a teacher or a guru. Of course, there could be something with law or litigation needing to be managed now. Be really careful with professional documents. Be very, very careful with legal documents. Mercury is retrograding. You don't want to make any mistakes, but traveling will also be on the mind and there could be a lot of travel or need to travel. Just be sure to travel carefully. If you are a Virgo moon or a Virgo ascendant, this could definitely impact wealth, finances, and investments. Definitely um, a lot of attention being paid to your savings and money. Also, the diet should have some extra attention too. Friends may be needing more of your support. Virgo is going through a very intense time of growth, so allow this time to really shape you and transform you. Try not to hold on to anything too tightly. If you are a Libra moon or a Libra ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in your first house, your sense of self. This could bring some sort of change or shift actually to your career and to your work, a lot of focus to your career. And there's just a lot changing in your sense of self and your identity. You're learning more about what you want in a relationship, what you want out of a connection. It, and it could be business partnerships too. If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, this is going to have an impact on your health and wellness, getting on a new health kick, make sure you're getting enough sleep, having enough water. This could be a very profound and powerful time for healing. And this could bring up things from the past. There could be things from the subconscious mind, maybe even things from past lifetimes that you're clearing during this period. So very good time for anything like coaching, counseling, therapy that helps really evolve the subconscious thinking and be extra mindful of the father and pets during this period of time. Definitely. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of hustle. Make sure that you're balancing work and life. If you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in the 11th house of friends, network circles, colleagues. There could be Colleagues is really the sixth house. Friends, network circles, community members. There could be some sort of shift or change here. They may be needing more attention than usual, but you could also have some sort of profound conversation with a friend or community member that really shapes your perspective of reality. This is a very fun time for Sagittarius. It's an excellent time to date, go out, have fun. Just be mindful of communication <laughs> uh, with people that you might be dating, especially. There may also be something coming up with children around this period. 
If you are a Capricorn moon or a Capricorn ascendant, the eclipse is taking place in your 10th house. This could bring more drama and awareness to your place of work. Definitely be very mindful with communication and engagement, but there could be some exciting new adventures on the horizon. The moon does govern your seventh house of relationships, so be extra mindful with relationships as well. The mother homeland real estate vehicle should also have extra attention. If you are an Aquarius moon or an Aquarius ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the third and the ninth house. This could have an impact on your father or teachers, maybe even relationship to teaching in some way, like your own teaching. There could be some sort of breakthrough here. Um, but I do see there being the need for balance between work and life. You may be feeling a little bit depleted. You may be feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Make sure and take it easy. There could also be like travel plans that are happening. Just be sure to travel safely if you are traveling and be extra mindful with the sibling. But I see this being a highly creative time and an amazing time to learn and teach. But Mercury's retrograding. Be really careful with communication, but enjoy it. If you are a Pisces moon or a Pisces ascendant, the lunar eclipse is taking place in your eighth house of transformation and change. This is a time to really shed those layers, to release, to let go, to allow yourself to transform. There could be things coming up from the past, but there could also be events happening that really give you insight into what you need to heal, how you need to shift your perspective, how you need to change your environment if necessary, but you may get some inklings or ideas into how you can really change and transform your life. But there could also be some pretty deep stuff coming up for you to sort through. The eighth house can be very, very deep and psychological. And so just notice you may also be a little bit more sensitive and emotional around this time. So please do be extra careful. And the moon does govern your fifth house of children. So there could be something coming up with children around this period of time. If you're a teacher, if you have kiddos, you know, there could be something coming up. It could be revealing in a positive way. It could be that they are needing extra attention. There could also be some sort of creative breakthrough and there could be something happening with speculation. There's a lot happening with wealth and finances, security, but also home life during this period. So for our Piscean friends, definitely doing meditation practices and things to kind of alleviate any anxiety if it's coming up for you. So that is what I have for the 12 signs. I do hope that you find it helpful and supportive. If you'd like to schedule a reading, my website is innerknowing.yoga. My Instagram is astrologynow underscore podcast, and my Patreon is patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.